Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good Hang episode eighty-eight. What's going on, Nathan? Fa 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 fa. That's what eighty-eight means. Oh, in Chinese, in Chinese, yeah. Okay, fa, I was confused. Fa. It, it I was means like... prosperity, man. Prosperity for life. So far, far away means eighty-eight fa, away. Fa, fa, like fa. Yeah, so like. Far, far away is 88 away. I guess. What does that mean? That's awful. Uh, we're back in the studio. Just us today. A hostful episode of The Good Hang. Mm-hmm. We talk about what we've been up to this week. Nathan's been um, fixing his room up and something about music. Something about music. I I, I, disc- I unearthed a oh, yeah. cassette player. What? Yeah. Find it, out what that is. It took me back. Uh, I t- Really, we, we have to make a new segment called John Watches Stuff. Because I talk about the stuff I watched. John watches stuff. Yeah. Uh, and a friend of mine got engaged. A friend of ours got engaged. Yeah. We talk about that and what you've been up to. Mm-hmm. Lots of good stuff in We Read Yo Shit this week. We answer questions both important and not important. Mm-hmm. And then you think it's not important, then it becomes important. Yeah, but we talk about things like relationships, yeah. like a work-life balance. Uh, we talk a little bit about regrets that we've had in yep. our life. I asked Nathan how many women he's turned on sex with so <laughs> tune in for that one tune in for that riveting answer spoiler alert he doesn't answer um then we talk about the news a lot of cool things happening in the news we talk about bow wow we talk about blasphemy we talk about interesting things um trying to cut down american politics but it's hard but i will leave you with this little tidbit here nathan and good listeners did you know that if you go into uh your web browser and type hail-hydra.com that it redirects to the white house website <gasps> that's fun so I've noticed something weird. What did you notice, John? I think my middle toe nail grows faster than the rest of my toenails. Is that weird? See, I I don't track my toenail growth, but um, I am very aware that because like okay, so this is gonna be a bit gross, but. I trim my fingernails regularly with... With the nail clipper? No, with nail clippers. But with toenails, I just kind of peel them off. Dude, I was literally just about to ask that because I do the same thing. <laughs> I'm getting pretty good about, like, clipping it, but I would say I clip my toenails, like, with actual clippers maybe once or twice a year. I only, the rest is just peeling. I only clip the big one. You clip the big toe, of course. Why is that? Because it's so hard to peel off. It's pretty difficult. Yeah. And it's also really satisfying to have it grow really long. And then, That's like, so Dude, I wonder how many people do that. Because, yeah, I just peel them. I just like... At some point, it's got to be a life hack that oh, you just realize, habit, right? Or... At some point, it's got to be a life hack that you just realize you can use. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no. Okay. So I think the last time I trimmed my toenails, I used a proper toe clipper or toenail clipper. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, they would be all the same. But yeah, my middle toenail, you probably can't see. It's probably not that drastic. Yeah, change, not it's like, just I'm, longer. Yeah. Um, or maybe the white part's just bigger. See, I never know because I don't do it all at once. I'll just kind of take out the one that's the longest and leave the rest. <laughs> it's almost like picking out weeds, you know, in the garden. When I'm, the same. Yeah. I'm the same. So I don't know which one grows the fastest. But I would think, yeah, there's definitely one finger in there. There's one toe, I mean. There's one toe in there that um, I am ripping out more often than the others. So always the middle one for me, man. Yeah? T- notice next time which one it is. I think mine's the index toe. The index toe. <laughs> yeah. You know, the index toe is so much more useful, much less useful than your index finger. Yes. No, be- but like on your toes, the only thing that matters is the small toe and the big toe. The small toe doesn't matter. The small toe matters. The small toe might. Did you hear that? This, well, okay, why do you think? For balance, you mean? Equilibrium, yes. Okay, because I've heard there's some theory that the. the small toe is the. It useless. could just disappear. It could mm. be evolved out because it doesn't do much. But I, think of, wait, I've never 
had that thought though. Wait, let's just go back a little bit. Uh-huh. The index finger is probably the most useful finger you have, right? It's like yeah, you do uh-huh. stuff. But the index finger in your index toe is like. Forget well, about I mean, it. even 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 then, the index finger is not that useful. The thumb is so much more useful. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, but like comparatively, in, your, in terms of like doing detail stuff, it's all about the index finger. Lift door, um, keypad, I, I, lift door, keypads, thumbs, lift button. I mean, lift thumbs, buttons. use thumbs. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. When I you're like typing, though, which the, one, like when two... you're starting to type, right? Wouldn't it be all index fingers, like old people? Actually, okay. So I use my middle finger and my. I never learned how to type the proper way. You know, like when they taught you in school, uh, touch typing. Yeah. yeah, I think I can pr- okay at that. I'm, eh. I, I'm a f- decent typer, but I never learned the proper method. I mostly use my thumb and my middle finger to type. Really, exclusively your thumb is supposed to be like just on both hands on spacebar. Yeah, but and then like your index fingers are supposed to be on the F and the J. You know that's why that they those little F and J yes, have bumps. Yes, yes, yes. It's the home. It's yeah, where you, it's where you live. See, I never learned that. So like, okay, say for example, say I'll type I'm on this at my computer. keyboard. Yeah, yeah. I will just type right now. It's like hello there, everybody. So it's a lot of index. I'm using the index as well, but I'm using the the middle finger. So hello there. Oh yeah, everybody. he barely uses his ring and pinky. Yeah. So I never really learned how to type properly. Um, also, when I play guitar. <laughs> I never learned a lot of things properly in life, John. Um, when yeah. I when I learned how to play guitar, I never learned in, from classes, so I never learned how to use the whole hand to pluck. What? So oh, I, to pluck. I thought yeah. to make. Okay. No, to pluck. So I only use my thumb and my middle finger to pluck. I don't know how to use the, the rest. But isn't of my that hands. a particular kind of guitar playing? The finger plucking with all like isn't it like Spanish guitar? No, or some no. Shit? I mean, yes. I mean, that's an extreme version of it. But mm. most plucking involves, you know, at least. Th- three or four fingers of the hand is that why they keep their fingernails very yes. long oh no 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 but you always see their hand in this kind of position you know right yeah yeah, yeah. whereas mine will just be kind of this deformed kind of like thing because <laughs> i only use my, my my thumb and my yeah it looks like middle finger. squid-like i'll demonstrate this guitar right yeah here. let's, so let's I, see is it in tune tune enough okay so like, usually people will use all all fingers so like, yeah 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 See how I never so I guess your three, your thumb, your index, and your middle finger are like must be much stronger yeah. than the rest. I of never, your hand. Le- I never learned it, so I just did the index finger. I feel like that's okay, right? It does look kind of weird now that I think about it. Um, it's just not standard. Now that I look at it, it's just not the standard. Who cares about the standard? It's not the o- the f- it's not the Oxford fingering. The Oxford fingering. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's very polite finger. That's fingering. That's when a girl gets fingered, but it's very polite. It's like, oh, good day. My insert my in my digits into your vaginal canal. Oh dear, sir. Oh crikey. Go on. Oh, go on then. Go on then. Proceed. Go on, old chap. Proceed, old chap, with your Oxford fingering, and welcome everybody to episode eighty-eight of Good Hang Podcast. I'm Nathan. I am John. No, I was gonna. It's not Snake Eyes. What's it? Snowmen. 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 Or the Crazy Eighty Eight. Yeah. 88. Which one's Which one's your favorite of the Crazy Eighty Eight? Do you have a favorite? What is the Crazy Eighty Eight from Kill Bill? Oh, were they characterized? I feel like they were just. No, they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the third one that fell over the banister. <laughs> yeah, they weren't characterized. They died very. Oh, in, ra- in rapid succession. Wasn't Gogo Yubari the girl with like the fucking big I ball? I do not and recall, chain? man. The one she had the main fight. She was like, she had that big ball and chain. She had like the girl schoolgirl outfit. Lucy Liu? No, not Lucy no, Liu. Lucy, the the schoolgirl. I, I know who you're talking about, but I don't she recall like, the names. Like, and she would like spin the ball and like, whoa. I don't recall the names. I recall the fight scene very well in that dojo looking bar. Restaurant, yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. But. It's a good movie. Been a while since I've seen it. It's a very. 
it's one of those movies that you don't really get anything out of it but the experience. You know, there's yeah. no there's no real moral. It's a classic revenge story, but like there's cool shots, there's dope music, there's really well choreographed yep. action scenes. It's just like it's 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 like um it's like uh it's like a uh Ferrari that you can't drive. Right. You know, you don't really so get like much all Ferraris. Yeah, you can <laughs> to me. You can no, just but, enjoy uh, it visually. But you know? listeners, actually, if you haven't yet Quentin Tarantino is one of the best filmmakers to just revisit because mm. like there's always Genres. so much to get and there's always like as you grow older and you learn more and yeah. you can appreciate more so good so it's been a while since I've watched Kill Bill maybe I'll dive it's, into it's that almost too. like his goal is A of course to make great movies but B to also educate people in film history almost mm-hmm. because like now he's revisiting the western genre yeah, quite a bit yeah and, like, all it, those influences yeah yeah and it's and it's giving birth to a whole new generation of people who get an interest in genre films like Mm -hmm. westerns or like um that what do you even call kill bill like revenge noir yeah i guess so thing um and then with uh but it has so many influences that's the point it's got kung fu movies westerns so good i gotta watch that again so god so god Anyway, speaking um, of good, have you been good, Nathan? I've been all, I've been all right. Let's let's Except get for into last Thursday. <laughs> let's get into the things. already without any lube. All right, let's just finger it in. We're lubed up enough, man. Whoop, whoop. When you see your bud and wanna know what's new, you just gotta ask. Hey, what buddy. you been up to? Alrighty. Okay, so um, I want to cover a few things that I've been up to. Okay. I've, yeah. I've had a, a, a lot more free time this past week to myself, so I've been catching up on a good amount of TV. I've stayed home a lot. I don't know why. I just Leaving the house is tough nowadays. I don't leave the house very often. <laughs> but I'm finding a lot of things to do at home, which is nice. I sound yeah. like a retired 70-year-old. No, dude. I feel like there's phases in your life when you just admire or appreciate staying at home. and like. Yeah. I haven't been going out very much, but um, been productive, you know, recording some stuff, yep. like going for writing sessions, yep. going into studios, but like in the middle of the night, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that side of things have been really fun. Like the music mm-hmm. things are happening. Um, but... Another thing I wanted to talk about in regards to music was um, something that kind of sparked a musical moment for me. It sparked a musical moment for me, so I just took this thing out. It is a cassette player, a portable cassette. Okay, because I was wondering, is it it a cigarette holder? Like, is it (laughs) is it just look like a cassette player on the outside? It's really like like a digital recorder, or is it a cigarette holder? It's a cassette player. Oh, it's a Thirteen Reasons Why style cassette player. Yeah, like a cassette player, and you know, like this. uh, What's in there right now? So what is in here? How do I open? There we go. Um, what's in here is it's my old jazz tapes. Whoa! Like the old tapes that my parents used to listen to in the car back when we had tape That's decks. That's crazy. Can I see? Yeah, man. And it was actually weirdly enough a gift from Disney. They sent it over as promo for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh wow! How and do then, I connect my Bluetooth to and it? Then, <laughs> what yeah, about pl- my plug in your plug in your earphones. And okay, so before you press play, I want to talk about my experience of this what's it so, it's a usb cassette what does that mean i'll explain further so don't press play yeah yet. i won't press play yet but so, my earbuds are in and i'm ready to listen <laughs> so um disney sent this over as promotion for guardians of the galaxy sweet of them um i tore out all the guardians of the galaxy branding <laughs> and not put, so sweet of you i put a little cat stick around there um and yeah i, I dug up my old tapes that i haven't listened to in like ages since i was a child basically mm-hmm. like the last card that we had with a tape deck was like this toyota don't even know why you still have cassettes lying around you hoarders but okay <laughs> we've lived in this house for a long time fair um 
but yeah, I found one in my old jazz cassettes where, like, you know, I used to listen to things like Ella, Bing yes, Crosby, um, and I was where was I? I was just like home alone, put in batteries on this thing, put in a tape, put them in my headphones, just played this tape, and like music can really transport you. I mean, that's no secret. But something about just the whirring of the tape and like feeling that yeah. Is there and, anything more satisfying than hitting play? It's like yeah, it's man. Like really, and like feeling that vibration in your hand as the tape feel is it, spinning, feel it. and just the music. The music really brought me back. Um, and the kind of unpredictability of it because I never know what the hell is going to be playing when I press play because I can never remember where I, I last left off. Right. So yeah, it, it kind of, it, it was like this nice little moment I had by myself at home just listening to mu- music that I haven't listened to in a really long time. Had a really nice like intimate experience of music again nice. like for the first time in a while. Dude, so I'm, yeah. I'm like trying to remember the last or at least a cassette that I ever, I bought. <laughs> I think it's like Backstreet Boys. Oh, Maybe or maybe even before maybe maybe Boys to Men the Black Backstreet Boys. I believe Boys? my last cassette tape was, and it breaks my heart because I can't find the actual cassette. Yeah. I have the box. It's um the Marshall Mathers LP. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Slim Shady. Anyway, All right, I'm gonna press. Play. I shall give this experience to you. The play button's the fat ooh, one right ooh, there. I can't wait. And let's get some ACMR going. Ooh, it sounds like shit. No, I'm just kidding. It sounds <laughs> fine. But it's interesting because it's like an old recording, so it's like there's hissing in it, but that's yeah. probably recorded from the. It's not from the tape. It's both. There's, it's both hissing from the tape and hissing from the recording. I'm gonna press play again. Yeah. Stop. Give them, yeah. give them a preview of what you're listening. Can they to. hear it? Yeah, slightly. Oh yeah. Ooh, brassy. And this might sound weird, but this stuff was like my childhood when I was growing up. Like so I wait, listened what, to so much of this. What is this? Um, this is. I'm actually not sure which track this is, to be honest, which is kind of what I love about the unpredictability of this medium. Like, I just don't know what track is going to happen. I don't... I, the the track list on the cassette box is all faded out. You can only make out, like, the first two songs and the last three yeah. songs. This is just background music. Yeah. Just play it underneath. <laughs> I can fade it out. I can fade it in. Oh, it's very analog. Yes. Just moving them further away from the microphone. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's cool, dude. Yeah, but so that was something that I was up to. Inspired lots of writing, lots of music making, and it was good. So, you know, I guess the message there to all you creatives out there is inspiration can be found anywhere. Don't look for it. It looks for you. But That's also, the moral but, of the story. <laughs> no, but, but, but also, like, allow yourself to have life experiences that, you know, are active and allow you to have these moments of inspiration. Sure. Yeah. And be a hipster. <laughs> As hip, has have tapes come to hipsterism yet? Um, Probably. maybe soon. I don't know. Like, very few artists are still putting out like cassette tapes. They're doing the whole like um, vinyls. Yeah, um, that's a big thing. And yeah. They put their just they put a digital download link on yeah, it, yeah, and then yeah. here's a vinyl. Very few people do the cassette thing because most people don't own a cassette player. Yeah, but also like, well, the isn't the advantage? Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't the advantage of an LP or like an album vinyl. a vinyl oh, yeah. is that it sounds better? Yes. Then like a digital... I don't file. know from experience. Like... Because cassettes sound like shit. I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cassettes aren't the best sounding thing. It's it's like black tape. Um, yeah. But like... Um, Why's it gotta be black? With vinyl, I truly cannot speak from experience because I haven't listened to enough vinyl and mm-hmm. like compared it to anything to really know. Do they make... Vi- I'm uh, just put- basing it off of pure like... Fair enough. Just pe- everyone tells me that vinyl is objectively better. Do they put podcasts on vinyl? 
Because if they did, I might. It would probably be a very exhaustive process, seeing as to how a new one comes out every day or yeah. week. And then like one podcast would be like three <laughs> like vinyls. And like that's how you have to that's how you distribute them. But I like the idea <laughs> of being like You don't put it up on, on iTunes or anything. You it's distributed exclusively on vinyl. Yep. And I like the idea of like someone would just get an episode of Good Hang and then be like, Well, welcome everyone. Welcome everyone to Good those That's are like funny. the deep cuts that we want nobody to listen to. So it's like the most racist, obscene, vulgar hour and yeah, a half. Yeah, but rare. <laughs> but rare. So you have to go get it. <laughs> you got to go get it, man. You got to collect them all. That's cool. You Hey, you've also been um, redoing your room. Do you want to talk about that? Been, or are you in the process of it? I'm, I'm in the process that. of redoing my room. It's not there yet. I've been looking for a couch. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because most couches are too big. Um, so okay, um, if you have a couch that fits, send one to Nathan. Just <laughs> so I'm, 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 out hunt, I'm out hunting for a, a nice couch. You know, I want to splurge a little bit because it's been a while since I spent on something. Are you thinking um, leather? Are you thinking um, footrest? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, thinking leather. I think footrest might be a little bit because you don't have a lot of space. Yeah, yeah. I'm just well. thinking a nice leather couch that will withstand the ages. Something that, you know, you can just plop down onto. One word that says, kids, welcome here, but also come here to me. Yeah. That's my um, friends. But yeah, in the process of redoing the room, it's tough to find a couch that fits um, the, the space because it's less than two meters and most couches are 210. You should, we, do, we should just go friend style and just get two lazy boys. Yeah, do it. Uh, do it. There's not enough space for that. Lazy then, boys. I mean, I, I can't get it. anything that reclines. Oh, because that's it's a good just, point. Yeah, it's just not practical um but yeah i found out that two-seater sofas are called love seats yeah in the industry had yeah, no yeah, idea yeah. love seats yeah so you know like after whenever you go to a furniture store you go hi hi there um can, can i have some love where <coughs> seat where are your 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 love seats <laughs> got love seat, where, huh? where's the love seat section oh is this for you and someone else no <laughs> it's just for me <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a work in progress right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just in there yeah. playing some Overwatch, and it, the space is like it seems like it's doubled. It's just so chill. It's no, because like it used to have like fixtures of like yeah. of like a table and a shelf. It also looks like an adult lives there, so that's a good start. Yeah. Well, I've, again, I've been living in this house for 20 years. Yeah. About Transitioning. Time, about time for some change. Man. Um, but yeah, I can't remember what the other thing I was going to bring up was. Something about music? Mmm... Oh, yes. I made dinner the other day for my parents um, because uh, my parents are currently in the U.S. Oh, so is it like uh, a pre-Mother's Day Yeah, dinner? pre-Mother's oh, Day so slash sweet. pre-Mother's birthday because my mom's birthday is uh, soon. Oh, okay. And, it's Mother's uh, Day today by, as of this recording, by the way. Happy so. Mother's Day, Happy y'all. Mother's Day, mothers. Yeah. But it's and my mom's birthday. all you motherfuckers as well. <laughs> okay. Like dads, you know, just saying that's, okay they, yeah that's they have a separate holiday oh yeah um but yeah my my mom's birthday is a few days removed from mother's day so i figured before they left the u.s cook up a nice dinner have the whole family what did you make i'm i had a lot of fun with this one so i made a mushroom soup and a prawn linguine Ooh. and both dishes had like two separate um cooking processes mm-hmm and then you have to bring them together in the third cooking process. So there's about six different things that yeah, I had to do in the span of, you know, about two hours. For two different dishes. Yeah. Okay. And it was exhausting, but like I was, I, I tried my best to be super well organized. I had the most fun making the prawn linguine because it was like this really interesting recipe where um, you involve um, a prawn stock sauce. Uh-huh. So you de-shell the prawns, separate the carcasses, <laughs> chop mm-hmm. up the meat, mm-hmm. cook the prawns up. With some garlic, onions, a bit of celery, 
um, some tomato, some saffron, Sounds salt, pepper. Sounds pretty good. All that stuff. A little Cook white wine? A little white wine? Oh, of course. Yeah. Riesling. Yeah. Riesling yeah. for that sweetness. You Riesling. Know? Interesting. Yeah. It fit. Oh, my Interesting. God. Interesting. It was really good. So you cook that all up for like a good 40 minutes. Uh-huh. Blend it. Yeah. And then uh, sieve it to get rid of all the prawn bits. And yeah. you filter it out. Yeah. Dude, that sauce was. That sounds good. It as was well. magique. Did, I you felt... make, did you do homemade linguine? Unfortunately, you lazy, no. awful son. You are the worst <laughs> fucking son. There were already six steps. There were already six separate things I had to do. And if I if I had to make pasta from scratch, that would involve a three step. more things. You can do math. Three more things. Because okay, I have enough. to mix the dough, have the dough separate, uh, settle, and then like cut it up into noodles and cook them. It's, yeah, it's, just, it's, fair, it's fair, a lot fair, of fair things, enough. you know. And it's pretty good. I'm not a very, I haven't made pasta enough times to just like do it as like a side thought. Dude, you know. Okay, this segues perfectly into what I want to talk about. Not the main thing I want to talk about, but um, I feel like we should almost have a segment, uh, a separate segment, just called "What's John Watching This Week?" But ding, <laughs> uh, I am t- tweeting about it though. So follow me on Twitter if you are not already, you assholes. Just tweet from the Good Hang account. I, I retweet myself because I'm trying to push myself. Because Got it. Got anyway, it. Uh, I started watching the second season of Master Master of None, Aziz Ansari's show on yeah. Netflix. I started it yesterday. I finished it yesterday and no regrets. <laughs> it's really good. So you have not watched season one. No, I or have two. not. No. Um, season one was like, okay. Yeah. Like there's one or two like real standout episodes. Yeah. But season two blows it out of the water. Mm. Like for, it takes an okay, like a good show and just makes it like, whoa. That's usually what happens. Like first season, they're finding your feet. Second season, yeah. But like I don't want to overhype it enough because I'm I'm I tend to do that. But yeah. this is like it. The closest thing, the spiritual closest thing to it is Louis. Mm. Okay, okay, I got you. You know, it's Louis. Uh, I tweeted this. It's it's like Louis, but a little bit more experimental. Um, like there's like the things they try, the things they do, and like and the way they cover like love and friendship. Mostly love, actually. It's a lot about love. Because it's based off of his book, Modern Romance, right? Mm. Aziz Ansari's book. And, um, but dude, it is like the ultimate foodie show. <laughs> it is the ultimate foodie show. Because Aziz Ansari is a very famous, really deep in there foodie. Yeah. So every episode, there is something really foodie about it. And you, you'll love it. I don't want to, I want to give everyone a chance to listen to, to watch the show. Everyone listening to watch that show. And for you to watch it, we need to talk about it. It's, it's good. I kind of want to start watching it again, and All it's right, brilliant. And he makes pasta. That's why it segued nicely. <laughs> I'll check it out. Uh, like the things I realized in my free week that I had so many shows that I had kind of just left by the wayside. Yeah, like Better Call Saul is in its third season. I completely missed the second one. I didn't even finish the first one. It's really. I feel funny. like I'm going to get to it eventually, but it's the, just the, like the thing about Better Call tiring. Saul. No, yeah, the thing about Better Call Saul is that it's not a very interesting premise. Yeah. It's not a very interesting premise, but because it's still done by Vince Gilligan, of course, yeah. and because it's still um, 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 Bob Odenkirk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, whatever Mike Erman Trout's real name is. Mike Erman Trout. <laughs> it's just uh, Jonathan Banks. Nice pull. Nice pull. Uh, it was just so... It's it's so good. I, I, I caught up a little bit. I watched the first two episodes of the, of the second season nice. uh, two days ago. And again, like I can't, I I know why I kind of just stopped watching because nothing, there's no cliffhangers, not really. There's no like big bad guy conflict that makes you super involved. No, it's just really well done, slice of life, almost art housey to a point. Yeah. Um. Uh. 
Yeah, slice and it's of one life. of those things where it's like you know how it's going to end up, but it's the yeah. whole, it's the journey. It's that the gets hero's there. journey thing, but it's a very slice of life hero's journey, and it's just so fun to watch because, um, especially for you, John, like coming from someone who who dabbles in writing and like um, who, who enjoys TV and cinema. Um, it's just so fun to see how they set up these premises mm. and pay them off so well. Okay, I'm sold, like, I'm sold. It, it, it's like the Quentin Tarantino thing, where a lot of his dialogue doesn't completely always drive the plot. But Not at all. always serves the character. Yeah, like definitely. Like the things about, like like the classic scene in, 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 in uh, uh, Pulp Fiction about the, the, the royal with cheese. cheese. Completely unrelated to the plot, yeah. but tells you so much about the character and the things that he thinks about, and, and you, just the and, general relationship. And there's a lot of an analysis you can do on Quentin Tarantino, and a lot yeah. of people have done on YouTube. But it's like it sucks you into the world that they exactly. Too. It's so good. And Better Call Saul, I feel like they're a lot of that. Or Vin, kind of stuff. Vince Gilligan in general, he's the only person on TV that makes me that interested in a character so fucking not that interesting, right? <laughs> you know, and it's it's tough because like cool. Saul Goodman is not a boring character. He's just a very you know, he, he's he's a complex character for all intents and purposes, but just not a very engaging one. He's a lawyer and he's trying to be a better yeah, lawyer, yeah, yeah. you know, and he struggles with moral. And that's like the big overarching theme of the show. But it's just so well done, like Country. small little weird moments that are so well done. Um, so, yeah, watch Better Call Saul. But first of all, watch Master of None. Um, actually, this is interesting because, I mean, we'll I think I think we got an email a while ago from i think val who was asking what shows to binge so there's two right there mm. what can you binge? well if if you haven't seen breaking bad watch that first do that first better call saul will be a lot better although surprisingly it's standalone show. separate like because they barely bring up anything from the old show and yeah, nor should they not for um, a couple of seasons anyway they no no they, they they weave in things from the old show for sure but in ways that are very inconsequential right like they'll bring back a character that will if you had some context, you might understand the character more, but even without context, because of the way that they shoot, the way they write the script, the way the actors are so fucking good, like, you understand the characters in the first two minutes anyway. That's awesome. So you don't need the, the, the what do you call it, the context. So get on it, man. Yeah. I love how Nathan gets so into it when he finally has time to watch a TV show. <laughs> I thought I was going to get into it on Master of None, because, but it's I do, it's only been out for a couple of days, Master of None, and you guys should watch it. Aziz Ansari is a genius. I feel like if I could, if I was... More talented and more hardworking and had better luck. I, Master of None would be the kind of show I would like to write, Get direct, and star in. Get so on. good. Like the mix of humor. Oh, yeah. It goes without saying, but that show is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But, um... Oh, I've also been catching up on random stuff like Attack on Titan. New season's out. I heard, yeah. Um, what a weird show that is. It's... it's Their mouths are weird. Just, they're weird looking. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> I've been watching the new Prison Break. Okay. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Okay, Michael Schofield. Okay. It's so ridiculous. Okay, like... Why... Are they stuck in another prison? Broad Strokes plot. Okay. It's currently the uh, Schofield brothers (laughs) versus ISIS. I'm in. (laughs) Wow, I was cynical at first, but if if anyone can take out ISIS... That's the plot. That's the plot of the new season, the reboot. Wow. The reboot season because... um, So wait, Michael Schofield's alive. Well, yeah, he faked his death to join the CIA to protect the rest of his friends. What? Exactly. So that's the whole premise. Mind blown. That's the whole premise. He fakes his death to help the CIA uh, to get some operatives out from a prison in uh, uh, Syria. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yeah, it's 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 mid-season at the moment. There's only eight episodes, but they're currently in a war against ISIS. What the hell, man? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, last week we talked ad nauseum, ad nauseum about movies. I guess yeah. this is going to be our TV one. Because I also want to bring up um, Handmaid's Tale. 
Oh, okay. So yeah, no good. TV. We're in the golden so age of TV good. because you can have things like Handmaid's Tale that are you know so I'm good sure, and so then Prison good. Break that is so Prison Break. It's just schlock. But it's so <laughs> good because what the fuck is T Bone going to do against ISIS? It's so fun to watch them like try to fast and furious it almost. That is amazing. But um, isn't Sarah Wayne Callis's character dead too? I don't understand. No, 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 no. She didn't die. Oh wait, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. She died in Walking Dead. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, she's still well and alive in the land of Prison Break. I don't know. I Although, think... no, no, no. Um, there was this one plot twist in Prison Break where um, she was decapitated. Yeah, but, like, that's it what I'm be, going But with. it turned out to be a fake... No, no, not a fake kid. Like, uh... Oh, my heart can only take so much. I think it was a fake kid. Yeah, it was a fake head. Jesus Christ. They, did, they pulled a seven, crazy. but it was a wax head. Um, it was a faux seven. Faux seven. That's awesome. So Wait. It's a faux seven. <laughs> Another thing I want to talk about... Uh... Uh, we watched Aliens Covenant. We did. We watched it Alien was good. Covenant. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. What I want to talk about though is that I didn't realize how much I liked the Shaw Theater Lido IMAX. That's my new favorite theater. Yeah? Yeah. We were like, it's a good thing. Like, I don't know. I generally don't like 3D or in uh-huh. general IMAX, but uh-huh. I feel like they just do it right. It's like not even that curved. I don't think it's meant to be. The, Isn't Shaw, that the definition the, of IMAX the, is that it's I've, 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 I've watched IMAX movies overseas as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I caught, um, I think it was Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man 2 in IMAX. Okay. Great deal. Yeah. Um, good, job. <laughs> good job. Good job. In Boston. Um, and I believe that's how the IMAX screen is supposed to be something that's flatter, something that's almost like floor to ceiling, you know, and, and, it, and as long as you're like row G and above. You're good. I actually thought we were two rows too far back because we had to like look down a little bit. Uh, did you but that's I- the whole experience of IMAX that you have to look around. You know, it's no, the we were too far surrounding back. you. We were too far back. Oh right. Okay. Like I wanted to be closer to the screen. Um, you know what IMAX stands for? Um, Is it an acronym for International Media and it's two words? Extreme what? It's two words. Imagine accesses. It's Im- image maximum. Oh, which sounds like a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> Uh, it's a 70 millimeter motion picture film format, blah, 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 blah. It's okay. It's just big. Uh, <laughs> it's very big. There's a difference. It's just a huge format. Um, yeah, that was a good movie. There's not really much to talk about it. Um, I hated Prometheus. I like this. I love Alien. I love Aliens. And I liked Alien Covenant. Yeah, it was fun. Go watch it. Uh, but what I really want to talk about on my side is um, uh, I went to watch La Cage Ox Foley's. La Cage Foley. Which was uh, Wild Rice's show. And uh, it was a great show. Yeah. On its own, amazing. It's weird because I wasn't really super interested to watch it because I'd watched it a couple of years ago and I thought mm. it was like, okay. A mm-hmm. uh, friend of the show, Lyndon Fresnel, was in it in the original production. Mm. But I watched this new production and it blew me away. Like, it was super localized and I actually, maybe because I've lived here long enough, I got all the references and I enjoyed it very much. But the main thing I enjoyed was that my friend proposed to my friend in the yeah. show. It was so good. Uh, mutual friend of Nathan Knight, Erwin Shah Ishmael, a uh, Life Award winning actor. Uh, proposed to his longtime girlfriend Tiffany Talon. Yeah, man, I caught it on social media the day after. Recorded by Razor, right? I, no, it's also just photos f- that they both okay. posted, and it blew my mind because Irwin, um, a friend of mine as well, knew him uh, from like the Spring day, Awakening. Yeah, the day I started theater, he was the first friend I made, and he's just been a solid dude. So happy to I feel see. Like a him. lot of people have that same story with Irwin. He's very friendly. Yeah, it's just so good to see him work we're gonna get him in eventually yeah yeah, he he does a lot of things um yeah but it was amazing because like um i didn't know he he was gonna propose like he just told me to come watch that show that night and i started to piece it together based on like text messages and friends with uh and conversation with friends but 
I didn't know, and I'm his roommate. I'm their roommates. Yeah. Um, his parents didn't know. Tis parents didn't know. It was a big surprise to everyone. The only person who knew was like Ivan and some people in the cast. Yeah. So at the end of the show, Ivan Hank comes out and he says like, "Oh, we're celebrating a show called Love." So I hope you don't mind. Blah blah blah. Like much more articulate than that. And then Erwin comes forward, and but as soon as Ivan start, came out, I was like crying. I was like, Ugh. "You can hear me on the recording, everyone." If you listen closely. <laughs> um, and then yeah, he just gave a really good speech and. Um, it was amazing and it, it was cool because I mean I, don't, I guess this is what he's going for but this is what I take away from it is that they met each other in a show mm. like they were in a show together yeah. and um, that's how they started dating and I guess it's only appropriate it wasn't they... Lakaj right no 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 it okay, wasn't Lakaj right. I forgot what show it was it was a couple of years ago three or four years ago right, right. and uh, yeah so it's only appropriate they, they met on stage they they got married on maybe they get married on stage mm. like they have the wedding in the theater and then they die on stage oh my like <laughs> that's that's the circle of life my friend no the man if i could i would what's his name um french playwright what was his name yeah. what the, the the only french playwright that matters jean luc picard nope he is canadian <laughs> or british or something um eh, the who are the miser french playwright i don't know these this things. is going to hurt my brain moliere Moliere died on stage. Oh. He and he was playing a character that was really sick. Oh my. And then people didn't know he died and then he died. Oh my. That's how I want to go out, dude. Okay. On At, stage. Yeah. Really? Even if I'm like, you know, 35, 40, 70, 100, I'll go out on stage or on like Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. You can go out on like a concert. <laughs> like, thanks everyone. Ugh. No, I get, actually no. It's, it's just I spent I spent those last ten seconds giving it serious thought, and I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm I'm down for that. Do you want to die just in your bed? I don't know. I barely like people watching me shop. I don't let alone die. Yeah, it's very, I feel like dying is a very personal. Experience. And it's the price you pay for being a celebrity. Too. <laughs> <laughs> people watch you do everything. But yeah, that was... watch me die as well. Gosh. Gosh. Can I get some privacy? Uh, but yeah, that was really cool, man. I was so happy for them, and I think it's gonna be. Uh, a wonderful union. Mm, I can't wait. Too. Yeah, I can't wait for the wedding. Can't wait for the wedding. Uh, it's gonna be gonna so be fun. fun. Wherever it is, I'm fly there, it's be gonna, here, whatever. It's, it's gonna be in a void deck in Sydney. A void, yeah, a void deck in Brisbane. Yeah, a void deck. It's bringing. It's like you go to Sydney, but you build a void. A void deck. deck yes, you, you build a void Authentic deck in Brisbane. style. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Alrighty. All right, cool. That's what we've been up to. Okay, um, John, what's up? What do, you, what do you want to do first? Do you want to play a game first, or do you want to read some shit? I think it will be good to play a game. Mix it up a bit. Mix it up! Game time! Game time! Game time! All righty then. Okay, what so you for, got for us? Uh, this week's game, I didn't really have a theme of okay. any sort. Okay. Um, but it's a game that we've played before. Uh-huh. A uh, little spin on it. It's the celebrity quote game. Ooh, so fun. I, I'm going to give you a quote. Follow- Sean Spicer. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Oh, my. Um, I'm going to give you a quote, and you have to tell me um, who said it okay. based on a few options that I'll give you. Okay. All right. We'll start easy, but the That's game... the weirdest way anyone's explained multiple choice, by the way. <laughs> I would, you tell me the answer based on options I will provide to you. Fuck. It's, it's multiple it's a choice. idea. It's a multiple choice. All right. Okay. So let's start in familiar territory before we venture out. Wait, you should patent that before more... you know, yeah. schools get their hands on it. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Um, okay, so... Right. We'll, we'll, let's wade into some familiar territory before we explore into the other realms. Okay. First quote. I actually don't like thinking. <laughs> I think people think I like to think a lot. And I don't. I don't like to think. Was this 
Donald Trump mm-hmm. or Kanye West. Oh, okay. Can you read the quote one more time? I'll try, to, I'll try. Then I'll try to hear it in their voices in my head. I actually don't like thinking. I think people think I like to think a lot, and I don't. I don't like to think. You know what the thing is, and this could fuck me up, but that actually has poetic cadence. It might be a bunch of nonsense, but it's actually put together nicely. And How about I read it in both ways? Oh, let's, let's, let's do more fun. Let's do it. I actually don't like thinking. I can't do it. That is an awful. That was the worst Kanye I've ever heard. <laughs> I actually don't like thinking. I think people think I like to think a lot, and I don't. I don't like to. I Why don't Cartman, like to think. Why is there Cartman? <laughs> or Beavis or Butthead? Okay, that's so. That's okay. That's Kanye. Let's hear the Donald Trump now. <laughs> and this is Kanye. No, it's going to be racist. Okay, just <laughs> Kanye West or Donald Trump. I believe, like I said, because it's poetic, it's got a little meter to it, and he doesn't go rambling back and forth and make nonsense words or use very a hundred times. I think that's Kanye West. Correct. That is yeah! Kanye bah, 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 West. Bah, bah. He said this in a Harper's Bazaar interview, very bizarre interview, um, in, in which he also revealed um, about his wife, I love her nude selfies. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the ones from the side the back ones and the front. What about from below? Those are probably it's less pleasing. Angle. Yeah, it's a weird angle. See, like upskirting. I never understood the the appeal. Like that. It's such an like. I yeah. can't imagine that angle is pleasurable. No, there's weird folds. Right, and also because you understand what underwear does to that part of the of the crotch stole region. Yeah, it's just a swampy mess. Ew. Anyway, okay. <laughs> How many do these? How many clues do we have? By the way, oh, we have eight. All right. Okie dokie. Next one we have. Okay, this is a long one. I'm settling in. I don't know if you've ever read the Kurt Vonnegut short story where everybody has to take these pills to make your private parts feel like wet sponges, and then nobody can have sex and no one can procreate, and so by the time I'm older and I'm like, I think I want to be a mother, they're like. You can't. Your private parts feel like a sponge. Was this Jude Law? Okay, okay. Or (laughs) J Law? (laughs) Well, okay. It kind of sounds like it's told from the point of view of a woman. Though, to be fair, of the male celebrities in the world, Jude Law is pretty um, feminine. Um,. And he's a well-read person. He is. He is. You know, Kurt Vonnegut. That's those are deep cuts. I really need to read Kurt Vonnegut. I haven't yet. I like I read half of Slaughterhouse Five and I can see why it's brilliant, but I gotta stick to it. And Cat's Cradle. But that is definitely J Law. Right? Two for two, J Law. I guess that's what it takes to win an Oscar, you know, you gotta Yeah. Be fucking weird. Alright. Next quote. Next quote. A zebra does not change its spots. (laughs) Was this Remember this, I remember this. Was this Al Gore? Or Al Pacino. Oh, wow. Is it one of these guys? Wow. I a zebra this. does not change its spots. A zebra doesn't change. That's a terrible Pacino. A zebra, a zebra doesn't change its spots. A zebra hey, does not. A, not a zebra. A zebra. Do, how do you do A zebra does not change its spots. I thought my algorithm was actually okay. Yes, I bet. And I thought yours sounded like a zither. Is that what that instrument? <laughs> I don't know. Like a kazoo. I can't do voice. It was like Nathan doing a kazoo. Um, I think that's Al Pacino referring to an acting role. No? Is huh, it? strange. 
I mean, strange that you would pull that reference, but um, no, it's actually Al Gore. Oh wow! Yeah, what was man. it in reference to? I'm not sure. Just, I tried to look. I tried there. to look for the source, but this was Who's just a zebra doesn't change its spots. A zebra does not change its spots. You know, sometimes people misspeak. If that was me, exactly. I'd be like a no, jaguar doesn't leopard. Maybe he was talking about um 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 global warming truthers. True, but yeah. it's also to be fair, he's not wrong. Mm, true, zebra does not change its spots. <laughs> it does not. So fuck you guys. All right, next one. All right, bring it on. That's the problem. You let someone lick your ass and look what happens. Oh, it's so true. Don't let anyone lick your ass. No. Was this Samuel L. Jackson uh. or Curtis Jackson? Oh. A.K.A. 50 Cent. 50 Cent. <laughs> 50... <laughs> oh, man. Wow. That's the problem. You let someone lick your ass and look what happens. Don't let anyone lick your ass. I feel like this would have happened in prison. And I think, therefore, it was 50 Cent. I think it was Ooh, Curtis Jackson. That's some good sleuthing right there. It? Because it? it is Curtis Jackson! <laughs> What's All right. wrong with letting someone... What, what was the context of that one? I truly don't know. Just look <laughs> just... up weird celebrity quotes. No, okay. Just Google this quote word for word. I that's will. the problem. You let someone lick your ass and look what happens. Don't let anyone lick your ass. And then put is 50 Is it a metaphorical licking of your ass? Put, or? Fi- put 50 Cent at the back of that. You should get the quote. What? And Leah Remini and 50 Cent have a debate on ass eating <laughs> i will watch that later <laughs> okay okay now this is where we branch out into the mini games within the games what all right you'll see what i mean in a bit bring it more options more difficulty i love my tits being out <laughs> it's like one of my things i guess was this kylie jenner mm. kim kardashian Ooh. chloe kardashian e. Kiki Kardashian. Don't even know which one that one is. Or Kendall Jenner. Ooh. Kiki Kardashian doesn't exist. I just don't know the third name. <laughs> what is it? Kim, Chloe, and... Um, Ke- Coral? Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> Ka- Ka- Kardashian, Kardashian. Someone is yelling right now, like, that name. Kim, yeah, well, Chloe, think about your life person who's yelling at Kim, us. Think about your life. Chloe, and... Fuck. Courtney? Courtney, Courtney, really? yeah, Courtney, it's Courtney Kardashian, yeah. With so, a K? <laughs> yes, is Chloe with a K too? Yeah, they're all with K's. That's weird. Yeah. So, was it Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Chloe Kardashian, or Ka- what's her name, Catherine? Bruce Jenner. Co- Courtney, Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> it's not Courtney Kardashian. Okay, I, I think the, uh, oh, I forgot. What, okay, I know Kim Kardashian has the the, the video, but I think it's the the, the second one. It's the, I think it's the younger one. Kim Kardashian's the oldest, right? I don't know. uh, I'm just going to, I don't really know. I think it's Chloe. Chloe Kardashian? No, this is Kendall Jenner. Oh. The moral here is they all hoes. Anyway. It could have been any of them. (laughs) That's the whole point. All right. Speaking of it could have been any of them. Next one. At least it wasn't Catherine Jenner. The truth is, (laughs) Catherine, the truth is that Taylor Swift and I are together. And we're very happy. Oh, God. Any... Thanks for asking. That's the truth. It's not a publicity stunt. Okay. Any white male. Was this... Celebrity. Was this... Harry Styles. Oh, well, they were dating, so obviously it's him. John Mayer. Well, they were dating, so... Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Oh, crap. Jake Gyllenhaal. I see what you've done here. Didn't know that one. Or Calvin Harris. Again, the quote is... The truth is that Taylor Swift and I are together... And we're very happy. Very happy. Thanks for asking. 
That's the truth. It's Thanks not for a publicity asking, stunt. Tom Hiddleston. Thanks for asking. That's the truth. And John Mayer. Do you know this word together? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I feel. Hmm, I feel it's relatively mature. And Harry Styles, I think, was too young when they were dating. I don't, mm. I don't even know. Uh, I'm gonna go with Hiddle. No, Hiddleston seems to be too respectful to have that. I'm gonna go. I'm no. I'm going back to Harry. Thank you very much. Is it, it seems it feels American. All right, can you say the names again? Was it Harry Styles, Harry Styles. John, Mayer, John Mayer, Tom Hiddleston, Calvin Harris, or Jake Gyllenhaal? Okay, I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal wouldn't want to talk about it. I feel it doesn't feel particularly English. I feel like John Mayer would throw in a joke. Therefore, it's Calvin Harris. It's Harry Styles, right? The answer is Tom Hiddleston. Oh, it seems so obvious. Tom, I, but I like... He handled this whole thing very strangely. It, he was it, actually it makes sense because he was the only one that had any controversy about why they were together. It just changed so my opinion together. of him. This whole thing, I guess. What, what <laughs> way? I don't really follow that shit. Like he, I I don't know. Like I thought it was just going to be a lot cooler with the fact that they were just dating as opposed <laughs> to like making it a thing. Right. I think at some point he even wore a shirt that said "I love Taylor," and that was you know that oh. was a lot. Anyway, is he gay? Maybe he's a gay man. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Tom Cruise always like hires wives mm. to cover up for it. That's that's the legend. I saw Katie Holmes once. Oh in, yeah, yeah, in person. Wow, at did she the, glow? No, well, she was very, very good at like blending in. Yeah, I can see because I literally caught a glimpse, and then like gave it a to Mississippi. Decided to turn around and catch more glimpses, and then she was gone. Whoa! Oh, whoa! Yeah, she like disappeared. Yeah. Wow. It was. This was in Italy, in a uh, Flatiron, in New York City. Italy. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it was a crowded place, and like she just managed because if it was empty, you know, she wouldn't just like hide behind like a stack of olive oil. Yeah. You know, like she <laughs> just knew, she just knew how to blend in. Like I turned around and said, "Where'd she go? Where'd and she then go?" You cut to her hiding behind a pillar. Then that Asian guy saw me. <laughs> anyway. That's cool. Okay. That we have sense. we have another mini game within a mini game. What? You'll see what it is in a bit. All right, next quote. I've never really wanted to go to Japan, simply because I don't like eating fish, and I know that's very popular out there in Africa. Here's Jessica Simpson. Okay, Was this Britney Spears or Brooke Shields? Oh, this is Britney Spears. BS, BS. Is I think is. Book BS. It's 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 a fake answer. It's Jessica Simpson, but really, it's not. It's Britney Spears. And you're correct. The yeah. answer is the first BS. It's I Britney Spears. You remember this quote? Next quote. Jessica Simpson was the tuna of the sea. <laughs> yeah, chicken of the chicken sea. Chicken of the sea. Next quote. Yeah. Last quote, actually. Smoking can kill you. It's true. And if you're killed, you've lost a very important part of your life. That's true. This is Winston Churchill. Now, was this Benjamin Franklin? Britney Spears oh, fuck. or Brooke Shields. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is it again? Smoke can kill you. Smoking can kill you. And if you're killed, you've lost a very important part of your life. Hmm. I think that's Britney Spears again. I see what you're trying to do here. <laughs> and I mean... the answer is Brooke Shields. <laughs> oh, Brooke Shields. She's not wrong, though. I was hoping you'd get the two mixed up, but you got Britney Spears right. She's not yeah. wrong, though. She's not, not wrong. wrong. When you die, you lose a very, very crucial part of your life. The top three most important arguably things in my life the, is my uh, life. Yeah. Arguably the crucial. Arguably. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Good job, though. You, 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 yeah, that was yeah. fun. You, you, did you win? Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? How did you guys do at home, playing along? Let us know. Yeah. Send us pictures or screenshots of oh, however also, you're keeping score also by the way if you guys have an idea for a game you want us to play send it in we'll try it mm. yeah that might be fun if you want dm um actually just dm 
the good hanging count because Nathan never checks it. And I will see your game if you can put up actual questions there. That might be fun. We'd be like, this game is brought to you by listener, blah, blah, blah. Custom game time. Put the instructions, put the questions in. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make it a thing. And if you send us one, we'll give you um, a shout out. Credit. Totes. Uh, game so time. Much, so game much credit. Game time. Game time. Alrighty then. I believe it's time to open up the mail bag. The mail sack. Yeah. We're moving quite along here. I like this brisk pace. We open so the mail have... We are opening I have a couple emails. I have a couple uh, tweets. Let's go. Let's go short. Let's see. Okay. Wait, um, wait, jingle. Oh, play it. Listen to us talk all day. You've got things you want to say. All you do is ask because we read your shit. Okay, cool. Oh, did I not read this one yet? This sounds interesting. Hi. Uh, in a, this, is, this, from? this is from... Miss in a Dilemma. Oh, my. Uh, subject says, help, please. Let's get you out of this dilemma. Also, help, spelled with an A, and please without any vowels. That's how you know it's urgent. It's urgent. Hi, boys. I love your podcast. And yes, I left a review on iTunes. Five freaking stars, no doubt. Thank you, miss. Now, serious question here. I'm in my mid-20s, and I've started working close to a year in a sales-related job. Mm. This job requires me to work around my clients uh, time, which can mean after normal office hours and especially on weekends. Ooh, bummer. But the problem is I have a boyfriend Ooh, problem, whose current work does not require him either uh, to neither OT nor work on weekends. So he gets upset often when I have to work these extra hours at the, experience, at the expense of spending time with him, mm. which can happen on a weekly basis. Mm. So my main question is, how should I be prioritizing work and relationship? They are both equally important to me. So far, to avoid upsetting my partner, I've been putting our relationship first and my job second. But this upsets my clients and I postpone, as I postpone their appointments and frequently and most importantly, it upsets me. Uh, wait, sorry, just, this is important. Let me go back to this. But this upsets my clients, and as I postpone their appointments frequently, and most importantly, upsets me. Ugh. I can't seem to find the right balance between work and a relationship. Any advice? SOS, miss in a dilemma. Okay, my immediate opinion is dump that motherfucker. Well, dump him. Not so much. Dump him. Um, he is a pariah. He clearly <laughs> has no job. <laughs> He's a loser, and his band is not going to make it. He, he's in consultation. You know that's why he has flexible hours. No, no, no. Okay, so um, immediate kind of reaction to that is, in your mid twenties, career is extremely important, especially in today's society where you know the expectations for you to make a certain amount of money by a certain age is getting higher and higher. Um, and I I can't quite get a gauge on how you feel about your job exactly, uh, Miss Another Dilemma. But I'm assuming you um, are good at your job, and you are productive in your job and you get a lot of opportunities within your job because yep. you don't seem to hate your job yeah. it just gets in the way a little bit but i think um these things are never going to change work is always going to come in the way of a relationship um be it just like puppy love a fling a fucking engagement <laughs> a marriage whatever sure. it is life will always get in the way of relationships and if you can't figure out a way to negotiate that with the person that you're currently with um, you might want to. You might want to reconsider. Them. You might want to reconsider. Quit your but job. The thing is, Quit your fucking job. Your job sucks. 
But yeah, she's in the midst of a dilemma and not at the tail end of it. So there's still a lot of ways that this can be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I believe a lot of communication is needed. Yep. Um, Definitely open and honest communication with your partner is important. Yes. You got to reply them texts. I know mm-hmm. that sounds dumb, but it's a very important part in a relationship. Well, Especially yeah. nowadays, you know, sure. you just need to... You got to reply them texts. Unless you set clear boundaries of, you know, when you need your me time. Yeah, sure. But for the most part, you don't want to be distant and also like not be accountable i think that's super important um uh when there is a lack of that physical um uh distance i guess um but you know count your blessings you live in the same country uh you share a time zone uh you're not that far away from each other there's 24 hours in a day and you can i'm sure you find time to still uh, spend with him and I guess my honest opinion on this is really work on it, work on the communication, work on um, having the relationship mold around the career first, yeah. because I think career right now is the important priority. Yeah, but because... also that, I mean, okay, look, I'm reading your message right now and le- reading a little bit behind the lines, it sounds like you honestly want to put more time into work. Yeah. Miss yeah. out there. I mean, even you even said that you, um, they're both your relationship and your work are equally important to you. But you've been prioritizing your boyfriend. So yeah. that's obviously that's the form of friction here. So yeah, my first suggestion is yes, definitely open up the communications. Tell your boyfriend, your partner that that's what you need. Yeah. Do we say boyfriend or partner? Whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah, boyfriend. Um, that's what you need, especially in your mid-20s. You're starting out, I'm guessing, it's one mm. of your first jobs. Yeah. It's important to you. You want to do good at your job and yeah. you don't want to let your clients down. That's all important. Yeah. I mean, relationship obviously is also important, but mm-hmm. now you're, come on, you're getting to be an adult yeah. and your boyfriend should be understanding enough to give you the space. And here's the thing, and this is another lesson I learned from West Wing, is that your time that you spend with your boyfriend, your loved one, should be stress-free. Mm-hmm. Not completely, like, it should be like, you should be going to your boyfriend when you are stressed from work and he mm-hmm. should be providing that comfort. If both your work and your relationship are causing you <laughs> stress, you there is something you need to stop, rethink things yeah. and figure it out. And th- thank you for you asking for our advice. It's good that you help reach out yeah. to advice such to us two idiots who don't <laughs> really have much to add yeah. here. But I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Think about your career. Make sure you're making the right decisions there. And uh, with the little time that you do spend with your boyfriend, make sure that that time is meaningful. Make sure that time is special. You know, change things up a bit. You know, like instead of just going for like movie and a dinner, like maybe sadomasochism. <laughs> go join a bondage club. Not that far left, but you know, maybe just, you watch Fifty Shades Darker. And like, you... like go go for a nice drive. You know, stop by a lake, sit on a bench, and you know, talk about life and things like that. Yeah, do do things that make those small little moments that you yeah. have with him or her. Um, yeah special and significant so that way like even though you're apart for most of the week you still have those like crucial important times where you truly enjoy that you can always kind of like draw energy from as the week goes on yep but i don't think you need to compromise your career for a relationship that you have you clearly haven't been able to find the balance yet yep if you found the balance and you're still not happy, then that's when you need to fix things. Yeah, and then like bottom line is if your boyfriend is worth a damn, he will understand mm-hmm. your dilemma and mm-hmm. will help you help you work to solving it. And he will want what is best for your life. Yeah, also move in together. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> that's tough in Singapore, John. Let's be fair. Just now. do it. All right, next one. Next one. This is just a quick comment. I don't think this needs much talk. This is from Haley, and she says, "Thank you. Uh, I'm relatively new to this, and I just want to thank you both for coming uh, for committing to this podcast. A lot of what is said resonates with me. 
Uh, those opinions form in my head, flow in my journal, but I don't always make it. Uh, but don't always make it to my conversations with others. Lots because of pers- we're so elo- eloquent. Yep, and well read. We're learned. We're oh damn it! I fucked it up. We're learned. We're well read. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, lots of perceived hurdles that prevent my voice from being heard and hearing both of you. Uh, both of you voice your opinion so bravely and respectfully. And respect- you know what? This is a wonderfully written message. Uh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Okay. It's a wonderfully written message. What I was trying to say is that this is a really wonderfully written message and I'm fucking it up. Okay, You're actually a this. really good writer, this. Haley. Let me read this. Fine. Just take over. <laughs> okay. So this is from Haley. I'm relatively new to this, and I just want to thank you both for committing to this podcast. A lot of what is said resonates with me. Those opinions form in my head, flow in my journal, but don't always make it to my conversations with others. Lots of people, perce- lots of perceived hurdles that prevent my voice from being heard, and hearing both of you voice your opinions so bravely and respectfully feels strangely liberating. Who knows, perhaps the next time these topics come up, I'd be a tad bit braver. Thanks, John and Nathan. P.S. Nathan, looking forward to your new album. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Thank you very much, Haley. Thank you very much. Hey, write in more, Haley. I like your writing. Um, Share with us your thoughts. Um, Yeah, if you want. um, You know, I like your writing. I think you're very articulate. I think you have some interesting things to say. If you write in some longer form stuff, we will voice it out for you. Let us be your voice. Yes. We're the voice of the people. Yes, we're the movement <laughs> of your people. We are the voice of your people. <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? Um, it's not final, man. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this whole thing about how we can talk for hours and hours with seemingly no end. Um, it comes with practice, you know. I guess like if you listen back to episode one, we were struggling to like it was. It almost felt like we were treading water, like just like figuring out like, ah, uh, how do we not drown? Yeah, and now you know, we, yeah. I was brilliant from <laughs> from the word go. You know, like it takes a while to really build that. Um, first of all, rapport of anybody, and second of all, just you know, being able to blow smoke from yeah. out of your ass. But you I clearly guess. have some stuff to say. So exactly, find so, a way to say it because it's fun. Yeah, it's 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 almost like practicing a language, you know, being able to speak. I know that sounds weird, but the same way how like the more you speak a second language, you get more fluent at it. The more you voice out your opinions, the more fluent you get with that. And the more fluent you get at, you know, placing your thoughts together and you become a bit more coherent Indeed. and less jumbly. I still can't tell stories well. That's something that I, I, I have not been able to perfect in my 26 years on Earth. Yeah, you'll get that. You'll get you'll get to it, dude. Yeah, you're, like you're... I can I can describe ideas very well and explain concepts pretty well. I'm not very good at telling stories. I don't tell an engaging story. What? Sorry. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just checking my stock options. Uh, no, yeah, cool. All right. Um, hey. Uh, this we is, all got things this to is work not, on. This is just from a, for a couple listeners here. Uh, Patreon subscribers, uh, subscribers are asking, "Where's my shit?" Um, so how it goes when it comes to oh first of all thank you so much for our patrons for supporting us you are the lifeblood of everything that is good um if you want to support us and be our favorite listeners please do so at patreon.com slash good hang podcast thank you plug plug um your stuff is coming out soon what it what happens is that we send it in cycles we wait up to store up enough new people that we send them stuff and there will be a new batch of stuff going out in a couple of time <laughs> when was the last batch uh, a couple months ago okay. it's been a while uh, I think it was in the beginning of this year like that's, anyway it's coming soon uh, Twitter now taking to Twitter where I asked what do people want us to talk about oh god this is oh fuck this uh, f- this is from uh, Ambi Guy what? like an Ambi Guy Ambi Guy Ambi Gay 
Ambigay. Ambigay Daff. Amigai Das. Sure. Uh, she says, uh, talk about Ed Sheeran's concert being sold out in less than an hour and tickets getting resold at three times the original price or more. Fuck this so hard! It's called scalping, man. God it damn. It was my day it off. It was my day off. No, I, scalping is that that's fine. Yeah. I mean, not fine, but it happens. It happens everywhere. But this fucking website, man. I woke up. I set my alarm clock. 9.50 in the morning. Jumped right on there. Entered their virtual fucking waiting room. And I couldn't get tickets. I just wanted one, dude. I was going to fucking lonely man this Ed Sheeran concert. Mm. And I couldn't get fucking tickets. They'll open up a few more. Don't worry. There's a chance. And if not, I'll go to KL. <laughs> no, they always open up more closer to the date. There's no way I'm missing Ed Sheeran. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm you can win him. tickets from a radio show. I can do that. <laughs> and star in an episode of a sitcom from the 90s. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> Call in multiple times. I feel like that was like a trope in every fucking it's sitcom. A good trope. There was always one episode where someone was though. trying to win tickets from a, from a radio show. And then something happened. Yeah. And yeah. Or they usually weave into plot of how like, oh, can you help me um, fix my car? Oh, I'll fix your car if you get me those concert tickets. And it's like, oh, can I get those concert tickets? Oh, I'll give you oh, those you concert tickets. Get to, you can, yeah, yeah, I mean, it all comes down to that. Love 90 sitcoms. Yeah. Um, Good but B-plot. yeah, did you know, I've, he's in the indoor stadium. He's not He's not doing arena like Coldplay, which I think is silly. Oh, he's not? So he's playing Kalang Stadium, but the indoor one, so it's oh. smaller. So I guess that makes... Maybe because he's coming solo? I don't care. Like, he did Wembley three days in a row. Yeah, I don't know. I want to watch him. But I'm also happier that it's an indoor stadium because the sound there is Probably a nicer. Lot, it's yeah, a lot better. To be fair. The sound in Sports Hub not it's the best. not the best. Uh, it was pretty shady that they like, he's like, yeah, tickets for his 11th November show. And then like five minutes after they sold those, sold out. Okay, but there's a second show. There's like a secret, secret second show. Weird, man. There's a secret Do you know second? that? No. So he's playing Singapore two days, 11th oh, and 12th, Saturday okay, and Sunday. Okay. Got it. But it was only advertised as one night. So the second show, they haven't opened tickets yet. They have. Oh, they have. And they've all sold out. So oh. if you were in the queue for the first one and you weren't able to get it, you were supposed to be automatically entered to enter the queue, the waiting room for the second one. And I still need get one fucking... I want one ticket. Just one. Oh, wow. Uh, but there's no ambition in this concert. He's my favorite guy right now. So mm-hmm. anyway, I feel he, your pain. He, he's like... He's conquering the Billboard charts, man. He's so good. He's got like four or five songs on the Billboard charts. Top 100. I'm moving to Ireland <laughs> based off of the music video for Galway Girl. I am doing it. I'm like a month or two. I want to move to Galway, fall in love with an Irish girl, knock it off my bucket list. It's going to be great. Damn it. I'm going to be like, I'm actually planning a big trip in February. To Ireland? Why are you Probably No, not to Ireland. Maybe just do the classic Euro trip, but just, you know, I don't know where to go. Maybe. I'll meet you in Ireland. Because I don't, and Amsterdam. I don't really have a big break till February. Uh-huh. So that's probably when I'm just going to take like a solid three weeks off, you know. And, and and I've decided to spend it like half and half, like half backpacker and half fancy, you know. Because sure. I've, I've made a good amount of cash sure, the last sure, couple sure. months. And I'll make more in the next few months uh, leading up to February. I just want to get an Airbnb for two months and just live somewhere. Mm, yeah, but I'm going to I'm gonna spend the trip like half as a backpacker staying in B&Bs, maybe even busk. hostels and stuff. Busk, maybe. Um and then, like, the other half of it, I'll spend in, like, fancy hotels with, like, spas and bathtubs. Maybe I'll join you. We can do, like, a good hang goes to Europe. And do shows where nobody goes. That's fine. <laughs> Just busk. That's what I'm talking about. And I'll record it. And then you'll be the new Ed Sheeran. Hmm. That's so cool. Probably not. Uh, okay, let's get into this. Barry Bryant asks, according to your opinion, what is the biggest advantage, uh, excuse me, disadvantage of living in Singapore? Okay. Um, hmm. I 
I, you're asking pe- two people with very skewed perspectives. Yep. Because um, my life experience in Singapore, it's it's just not a normal one. And John, uh, you know, you're a foreigner to this country. Yeah, they won't let, they won't let me forget it either. <laughs> I have and a very like, simple answer to this question, by the way. But go, yeah, keep going. But like, I feel I don't know. I feel like if anything, John would give a better answer. At yeah, this here's point. my answer. You sweat all the time. <laughs> you sweat like you step out the door and you're sweating. Okay, we're talking physical. Actually, I'm talking thing. about any disadvantage. That's the biggest disadvantage. It's fucking yeah, hot. I guess the weather. The weather's definitely not fun. Like, there's Indians it, everywhere. What? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Wow! Controversial. Wow. Okay, wow. that's the headline. No, I'm no, I'm saying that's an advantage because they cook lots of yummy food. Uh, I don't like, I don't hate, I don't like Indians. Bangladeshis, on the other hand, <laughs> fuck those guys. What? Hold on, wait, wait, what? There's a lot of fucking dirty French people in Singapore too. That's big, <laughs> what am I doing? Turn off the racism. Um. So it it is very uncomfortably hot. The weather, like, very rarely in Singapore do you go like, oh, it's such a nice day out. You know, it's it, no, it, it, no. It's ex- there actually are days when you say that, and then it makes me sad. Like a minute later, I'm like, "This is what I think is a nice day, yeah. where it's like a little bit windy slightly." Yeah. Fuck this. It's not fantastic, it's tropics, man. but I would think like the hardest part about living in Singapore is honestly just the cost of living. Yeah, man. the cost of living here is getting up there. Yep, 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 yep. It's getting very high. Um, of course, there's still ways to live cheaply, but like it's it's getting harder and harder. Um, Prices are going up for public transport, for like vehicles if you own one, for property if you own any, um, and just salaries aren't getting that much higher. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest problems. Um, but then again, I mean, that's just from, you know, a more adult perspective, I guess. So, it's it, The cost of living is just getting higher and higher. I believe like we're ranked like top three constantly the last few oh, years yeah, easily. in the world. We were number one at some point. It's like Singapore, New York, Tokyo. It's crazy. London. Yeah, but... Um, uh, it, That's it, why I'm moving to Galway. <laughs> but I really do like it here. It's one of the most like accessible cities. Yeah, for, it's like, like tourists. The, let's talk about advantages for a second here. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a super accessible city. Very convenient. Easy to get around. Everyone speaks English. Yes. I, I Some of them speak English. Um, I feel so spoilt living in Singapore mm-hmm. in terms of like the comforts that you have in terms of transport, in terms of communication, uh, like ease of getting anything. The like ease of you, getting stuff yeah. is also really easy. Like there's very, very easy things to where get I'm things. like, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's also very small so you can get a lot of things done in a day because, you know, the whole city takes like two hours to drive around. Yeah. So you can get a lot of things done in a day. Unlike um, Jakarta, where you're from, uh, Barry Bryant, um, you can get maybe maximum two things done in a day. Right. Because traffic holds you back. It's stuck in traffic. That's yeah, for a lot of system. hours. For a lot of hours. Yeah. So those are the advantages. Yeah. Come cool, to man. visit Singapore. Yay. Tourism. I think the only thing Singapore is missing is like a Taco Bell and a giant globe that they can be air conditioned. Like a dome. <laughs> I guess like in the Simpsons movie, like they had the whole dome yeah. ab- over the country. Exactly. Hey man, if you've ever been, if you've ever, blah, 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 blah. if you have ever been to Gardens by the Bay, you know, like that dome mm-hmm. where the plants are. Yeah. To me, that's like the, if, if, if the whole of Singapore could be under that dome. Perfect. To expand so good yeah expand the dome slowly <laughs> little by little and isn't there a tv show called the dome under the dome under the dome under the dome it was yeah. brian written by brian cave on did ah. not do well though canceled oh. after a season and a half oh a cow gets cut right in half i know it stars hank comes. from breaking bad yes yeah. that's right mm-hmm. okay 
some people sent in two things. So how about we read one this week and the other one next week? So oh, cliffhanger. From Alicia, she asks, could you guys talk about any chances you've passed up on that you regret? Mm. Regret. How many women have you turned down for sex? <laughs> oh my god he's counting so many you guys oh I've run out of toes oh no <laughs> no 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 um <laughs> that's funny that's not, I've never thought of that but um oh opportunities I've passed up that I regret um hmm I feel like my relation to, to regret has evolved particularly yeah. recently I try to live without regrets. Yeah. And part of that, the or one way of looking at that is just like YOLO, right? You just do whatever. and But also, which is, you know, good. But also the idea of like y- your attitude towards yeah. regret. You so gotta you think do of things, it, you make yeah. mistakes. You got to think of it as like a journey with an end that is, you know, that you hopefully will be good as opposed to like step by step. Good, bad, good, bad. Oh, good, bad, No, not even bad, that. Good, bad. Like, remove yourself from what's good and bad and uh-huh. just create like just like that's it next week i will talk about headspace did i tell you the have story you the, have you, wait, hold on have you heard of headspace the no, app no it's oh. a mindfulness like guided meditation oh i thought it was the one that um uh prevents you from using your apps no no there... we'll talk about that later but the, the idea being like one of the things i'm learning on this guided meditation yeah. app is like you just uh don't let your thoughts um let your thoughts just happen like you know so i mean so you regret stuff but it's like um, have I told you the story, story on this show about um, uh, a show, uh, a Confucianism uh, quote, a Confucius quote, uh, a Confucianist quote? Indeed, it's um, heaven sends forth its good and evil symbols, and wise men act accordingly. Right? Have I told you this no. the, the story behind that? Okay, so <clears throat> heaven sends Are you forth a Confucius scholar. I just didn't uh, know that about you. Heaven sends forth its good and evil symbols, and wise men act accordingly. The uh-huh. story behind this is um, there's an old man in a village, and he owns a horse. One day, the horse runs away, and then um, the the his friend goes, "Oh, it's it, your horse ran away. Like, who's gonna uh, have you travel around? Who's gonna help you plow the fields? It's so unfortunate." He's like, "Oh, you know, good or bad, we'll see." So, like, a few weeks pass. The horse comes back with another friend horse. And then like the old man's friend goes like, oh, you've got two horses now. That's so lucky. How fortunate of you. And he goes, no, good or bad, we'll see. A few weeks pass. Um, the, the, the man's son is riding the new horse. And the new horse is a wild horse. So the horse throws the son off and the son breaks his arm. And the guy goes, oh, your horse was a dick. Poor son. His arm's broken. It might not ever get better. Mm. And so, oh. The old man says, good or bad, we'll see few weeks pass again and the army starts going around for conscription finding people for the army to fight for the big war and the son he's not fit for combat so they leave him in the village with his father and then the 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 guy goes like the the the, the old man's son goes like oh you know it's so lucky that your son broke his arm and he doesn't have to go to the war and he doesn't have to risk death and the old man goes yeah good or bad we'll see so you know much like how it's basically a longer-winded way of saying yeah it's, I was gonna say um, to to look at things from such a microscopic perspective sometimes is very narrow minded. Yeah. Um, wow. I just want to. Wow. Let me just. Yeah. You are a bad storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you can come up with a million scenarios for that. It's exactly exactly right. it's, exactly. You never know. Like, you never know. Like I, I recently had an opportunity that kind of slipped by me. Um, yeah, but she could have had AIDS. <laughs> Nothing to, nothing to do with another human being. All right, I had an opportunity oh. that recently had to pass 
unfortunately i'll 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 talk about it more in future days to come (laughs) um but it was a big one and it passed up and i was kind of bummed about it for a while but then like the more i thought about it so you know what am i gonna do just wallow myself into pity it's gonna have a 27 on rotten tomatoes now i'm calling (laughs) (laughs) no it's like do do i just wallow myself into pity 40 like the the way that you take these things is just Move on. Yeah. Keep your head down. Keep doing the work. And those are because, like, to even be given these opportunities that you regret. Yeah. That's a privilege. That's true. And to get to the point where these opportunities are coming towards you, that means you've worked yourself up to a certain point. So it's on your it's in your best interest when these opportunities pass by that you just keep doing the work, and then hopefully these opportunities keep coming. Yeah. And then maybe one day the right one strikes, and presumably you only get better and better, and then the opportunities get better and better, and then dope shit happens for you in the future. Yep. And like, you, I mean, and the person who has like no regrets, um, probably lived a pretty boring life. No regrets. But like you know, they always say like on your deathbed, no one ever says, "Oh, I regret not working more." Mm. You know. So another part of that is like you know, take time out and yeah. like. I told ooh. you about my 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 tattoo idea, right? What? No. I want to get a tattoo of Chucky Finster. That's with like terrifying. a with like a no smoking like cross or, over him. Because well, what does Chucky say? No, it's not. It's it's, it's supposed to symbolize no regrets. <laughs> Wait, that's that's Doug. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, regrets is. Yeah, good show. I love you. Rugrats, I think, was my first favorite TV show. Mm. Up there. Definitely one of the first. Oh, but, Simpsons, but com- Rugrats. Complete sidebar, speaking about tattoos. I, I, I hung out at a, t- at a tattoo parlor a couple nights ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because my friend had a... Um, my friend is like she hangs around with like a bunch of the that's, that's tattoo the people group she runs with it's, like, it's actually Carla friend oh, of the show go. yeah so Carla friend of the show she has a few friends who are tattoo artists were you at Oracle? no it's called Bada Bink oh. uh, in Bali Lane and dude it's such a cool space oh near the Mexican place? Um, it's right on Bali Lane where like Blue Jazz is oh on Bali Lane I'm thinking yeah. Haji Lane okay cool and it's such a cool space and uh, because there was a, a visiting artist from Croatia or something like that yeah one of those did Carla get a new tattoo strange no she did she got a lot of tattoos yeah she got a bunch but um no it's just fun because I've never really hung out in a tattoo parlor before I touched everything that's, I, I looked, that's very <laughs> I looked through all like their 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 uh, look books open yeah, inverted yeah, yeah. commas um, it was uh, just a really what do you nice call those? There's, an, there's a flash something this is like their designs their pre-made designs you know what I'm um, like basically their portfolio yeah swatches that's for pink <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but yeah really nice spot um, I considered for like the whole time when I was there like what would I get you know yeah and yeah so look at it it's like a really nice kind of old school Oh yeah, yeah. Tattoo nice. parlor place. Yeah, the one thing I didn't realize when I was going to get it, or my biggest surprise when I got the tattoo, was how much I enjoyed just getting the tattoo, like mm. or like just like talking to the people there. Yeah, but I, I, I'm I, I want a, a new tattoo. A tattoo is definitely in my future, just not my immediate future. Do it. Not my immediate future. Maybe when I take my big Euro trip in February and I have like some life changing, uh, revel- revelatory moment. Sure. And I get like a. A, a Chinese character oh God. On, <laughs> on my chest and a tribal tattoo on my shoulder, something like that. Oh, so you went back to the nineties. Yeah. You traveled all the way back to the nineties. Oh, but this this um tattoo place, Bada Bink, they Bada have Bink. this they have this thing that's really quite 
terrifying and stupid, but it's for people that don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, it's called Tattoo Roulette. Ah, um, uh, yeah. okay. So you put in fifty dollars to play. Terrifying. You put in fifty dollars to play. Yeah. Um, you spin a wheel, mm. and you have to. And there's a few. There's like I think twenty, thirty different options. Yeah. And the one you land on, you decide the size and the orientation, but you have to get it. What the fuck? Free. Oh. If you don't get it, fifty bucks goes to them. Oh, so that's the whole gimmick. Either. So that's the whole. That's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. So the whole thing is you that like, you spin it. That and exact design. Yeah, you get that Whatever exact design. That. Placement, size, up to you. But you have to get it, and you get it for free, or you have to, or you forfeit your fifty dollars and you give it to them. So like they have really cool ones, like really nice designs, like super like bikerish, almost like really nice intricate designs. But then they also have things like tribal tattoos, <laughs> like the weird like tribal thunder looking thing. Um, I believe they have one of Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> they have uh, a few really bad ones, but yeah. Really cool. cool. I'm really concept. curious to see what the wheel would look like. Like, what are the different designs and stuff? <laughs> oh, you should check out this tattoo parlor, man. Just, just to meet the Is it people. Bada bink, one word. Bada b a d a b i n k. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I forgot where we were. I went on a very long tangent. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about uh, regrets and no, no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Um, what? This is from Yvonne. Uh, on Twitter, who asked, "What was the longest time you had without any interaction on social media?" How tolerable was it for you? How about your followers? Mm. Um, hmm. That's a strange one. Uh, that's a strange one for me because, okay, John doesn't exist on social media as much. Like, you don't really... Not really. Yeah, you don't post that much anyway. I definitely exist on social media a lot more. Like, I leave a bit of a footprint. This is true. Um, But... I have struggling views on it, man. Like, there's some days where, like, I really love it and I play it like a game almost. Like, mm-hmm. it's so fun. Because <laughs> it's really interesting to see what people respond to and then creating content that's built around that and also just trying to, like, you know, figure out what it is that your audience digs and, like, what you can create that is good for them and you. Right. Uh, so it's like a fun little game that you play. So some days it's fun like that. But some of the days I just get so disgusted by the <sighs> whole system and the machine and the whole social media thing and how everyone is so glued on and like, yeah. engrossed or something yeah. that's ultimately pretty pointless and meaningless. Um, and I'm conflicting on these viewpoints like weekly, you know. Um, so it's hard to say. I don't know. I've gone off social media in spurts but it's never like for a statement or anything it's really yeah. just to give myself a break you know but even like, then the fact that you feel like you have to take a break is, is I, notable I, I just do it in sprints yeah. because i acknowledge that social media is a very powerful tool to help you um promote yourself help you just find an audience you know help you communicate with your community um it has a lot of benefits but i don't i refuse to get lost in it yeah, i guess i'm starting to dislike social media more and more every day i think it's like <laughs> The fact that people have, I feel like it's almost as if people have less identity in real life and have more and more yeah. identity. Yeah, on yeah, social yeah. Media. No, I just, I just refuse to live by its rules. Yeah. Because it, living by the rules of, of social media is very easy to fall into. Hashtag no rules, <laughs> no fear. <laughs> um, it's very easy to fall into because everyone nowadays, if you don't have like an internet footprint, your life basically doesn't exist. If yeah. no one can see what you're up to. Is that true, to. you think? Is that really true? Is that just what we perceive? Oh, no, no. This is, the, is it true? No, no. It's true in the sense that it's popular perception. Yeah. And it's true in the sense that like, it is kind of true that if you just kind of go off social media for a while, people stop mm-hmm. contacting you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know this firsthand. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting, but I refuse to bend over to its will because 
sometimes people just start living their life around it. Yep. Like they'll only go to places that are Instagram friendly. Yep. Um, they will only hang out with people who can increase their follower count. Oh god. That's... They'll take pictures of people who they know, like if they're spotted in their pictures, they'll get more followers. That's awesome. They'll hang out with people that are a certain way, and like. I get it. In a sense, that's also playing the game, but that's playing the game too fucking hard, man. I can't do that. I don't want to commit to that. Um, I still very much appreciate building real relationships with people in person as opposed to like superficial ones on social media, mm-hmm. like shout outs and tagging people in photos <laughs> and fucking things like that. I think it's just, I think it's, it's, but I hope it's a, not a trend, but I mean, I hope it's just something that will be less and less important. Um, it's, I find it very doubtful, unfortunately. I don't want to be a pessimist here, but I find it very doubtful because these tools are only going to become more and more powerful. They're going to become more and more immersive. Because, you know, I think we both lived through um, a very interesting period where we saw this grow into the monster yeah. it is today. We remember the time before it. We, yeah, we remember. Fuck, I remember the time before the internet. We remember the time before the machines. We're living in a post-apocalyptic world. Um, but we remember like what, what social life was like before it, you know, as opposed to now yeah. when it's almost like a like a natural extension. Um, so, but as time goes by, less and less people remember that. And it's like, you know, imagine people born last, like, you know, five years ago. Mm-hmm. They're currently like in primary school and social media is the biggest fucking thing in terms of just like telling the world you exist. Yeah. So it's tough, and it's only going to get more and more immersive. You know, yeah. they're just going to have more ways to share and 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 exploit vanity and maybe even smell a vision. I don't. I mean, know. is it just evolution? Because I feel like any any kind of human interaction you could have had before social media has a social media variant. Yeah. Um, good things like dating, yeah. online dating. Yeah. Uh, bad things like being mean to each other, bullying, yeah. cyberbullying. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. That's why I say it's like a weekly conflict. It's mm. not an easy matter. Like, there's a reason why there's so much conflict in it because it's it's the most powerful, the most useful tool. But to do what? Can't fuck the internet. That's all you I know. Understand. It's it's a tool. It's a tool that can be used for good the and bad. Internet can't love you. <laughs> but yeah, or, um, or physically touch your penis. Yeah, it's 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 just something that I struggle with, and I and I think it's healthy for you to struggle with it too. Don't get too lost in it. You know, don't hashtag like for like. Don't message me saying follow back. Because none of that shit matters, man. Like, very little of it matters. Um, But the sad part is how much it does matter. Because that number above your account, that follower account, determines your worth to people in the world of yeah, business. Yeah, when it has actual political, I mean, I'm excuse me, political, commercial value. Yeah, in the world of business, because numbers matter, so of course numbers like that, statistics Yo. like that, it gets them nice and hard. Yeah. So so follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, <laughs> Facebook like us, support us. And thank you for listening. You've been a wonderful, wonderful so audience. Good. Thank you so much. Do we have any news this week? I feel uh, like... Yeah, we got tons of news. Oh, okay. How much time do we have? Dude, oh. we have tons of time. Okay, then. <laughs> that was a really nice segue out. Yeah, there. no, I thought we were wrapping up into an outro, damn. No, we're wrapping out out of the segment. Okay, we're wrapping That's out. That's what you felt. Okay, I, I I thought we were saying goodbye. So thanks, friends. Thank you for sending us stuff. By the way, if you want to, don't forget, you can always tweet at us, uh, Instagram, anything, Patreon, email us. We're here for you. All the information's on our website. Oh, wait, I just remembered how I wanted to end since we ruined that segue completely. Oh, God. Um, I... Don't think it's going to get better because if you notice social media, they always find ways to exploit our own vanity mm-hmm. and humans, you know, a good number of us are vain. I admit, so I'm a vain. vain. Yeah, I'm a vain person. Um, I think it's a small minority of people who just are completely detached from that. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that I feel 
like it, it reflects directly. The more vain a person is, the more you can see it in their social media. Sure. You know, um, and I don't think vanity is going to go out of style. You know who you are. Yeah, I don't think vanity is... It's not a bad thing. I'm not saying vanity is demonized. I'm just yeah, that's saying... It. You know who you are. I'm just saying it's a natural... Listener. ...human element that social media is very good at exploiting. Yeah. So unless vanity dies out, social media ain't going anywhere. Yeah. You but know? you know who you are, you vain motherfucker who's listening to this. So, you know, if you think it's you... You may want to like reflect on that. <laughs> there you go. That's a service we provide. Reflect. Let's... Reflect my neck. How about let's reflect some news. Let's reflect on some stories that are happening in the world today. One, two, three, four. World news, interviews, while on terror, puppy shoes, television, movie, sports, racist rants, tiny horse. So many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? going on in the world today things are happening in an interesting way um all right here's a pair of news stories i find very interesting let me read both the headlines and then we can talk about them um ad nauseum stephen fry's blasphemy probe is dropped after the irish police fail to find enough outraged people wait what did stephen fry do i have no idea like there okay so this whole thing was that there was like it's kind of like a like a not fake news, but it was more of a social experiment to see. Like, hold on, let me see here. Um, an Irish police investigation into alleged blasphemous comments made by Stephen Fry has been dropped after detectives decided there were not enough people who had been outraged by the remarks. The police launched an investigation to the presenter, Wait, author, pause. what were the remarks? Well, I'm getting to it. Okay. Uh, and comedian after he was he after he described God as quote capricious, mean mean minded, stupid, and an utter maniac during an appearance on an Irish television show. The meaning of life back in February of 2015, because mm. apparently under Irish laws, blasphemy is still a thing. No, but not really because there's no point. I mean, obviously, what he said is quote blasphemous. Still want to move there? Yes, <laughs> because there's not. They're not pursuing him. <laughs> funny you should say you can, that. You can blaspheme all you want over there. That's funny you should say that because my next news article that kind of goes hand in hand with this is Jakarta Governor Ahok found guilty of blasphemy. Yeah, this is a big one. Um, the outgoing governor of Jakarta has been has been jailed for two years for blasphemy after judges handed down a sentence that was harsher than expected. Yeah. Um, you get, uh, tell me what his name, Basuki. Yeah. So Ahok, uh, he's he's also, um, yeah. This is mo- more famous. His name is Basuki Tahara Purnama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, also known he's, as he's a major politician in, in in Indonesia, and he's very famous. Chinese Indonesian. Yeah, very famous. Christian. Chinese, Chinese Indonesian christian so there's that going against him as you know as most listeners know the majority religion in indonesia is muslim, muslim. overwhelmingly yeah. so it's the most muslim country in the world actually yeah but um it's it's just tough because he is very popularly um anti-corruption like yep. he fights corruption a lot that's like his stance his main yeah. thing um and indonesia's government has not you know been the most well behaved i guess yeah um there's a lot of different um there's a lot of different uh branches in the corruption tree that happen in, within the indonesian government be it with their uh prison system be it with their um uh just general judicial law and clearly you know federal law things like this that someone gets in prison for blasphemous for being blasphemous mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah They've been after his neck for a while now. I'm just surprised that it went through. And I know a lot of Indonesians are also heartbroken to see this happen. 
because they put a perfectly good man in prison. Yeah, and it's I mean, kind it's of like a weird church over state kind of thing, which which doesn't exist in Indonesia. I don't think. No, I don't. The, church and state are the I same don't thing. believe they've never. I they, they definitely. There's very practice, few countries that actually do that. Yeah, it's they don't really practice only America. Sharia law or anything. Um, but okay, so. So he, what he did is that he implied that Islamic leaders are trying to trick voters by using a verse in the Quran to argue that Muslims should not vote for a non-Muslim leader. What was the exact... I'm going to look it up a bit, but isn't it like you're not even supposed to read from the Quran in a way that... Like, what was the exact blasphemy? Do you know? I have no idea. Let me look it up real quick. Mm. But um, I know a lot of people were kind of heartbroken over this. Yeah. Um, a lot of people thought he deserved more. Longer sentences as well. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a rough one. It's very difficult to kind of reconcile with what that means. Because, you know, I definitely feel a certain kinship with Indonesia. A lot of my family is still there. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's heartbreaking for any millennial like us to, you know, see something so backward happen in modern society. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Uh, I'm, try, I'm, I'm struggling to find the exact quote of what he said, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's. I, I I honestly think it's in this day and age. It there ought to be, and it, this could be again my American coming out, but there ought to be a separation of church and state, at least to some extent. Because basically, this is political posturing on his enemies. They're using yeah. this. <laughs> they're using the quote opiate of the masses to get their political enemy yeah. out of the position of power, not mm-hmm. that into jail. Yeah. Whereas Stephen Fry. You know, I don't want to make this an East West East yeah, yeah, versus yeah, West yeah. thing, yeah. but he got charged with the exact same thing and was just let off. It was let off, and it was basically laughed at by the whole country because who believes in blasphemy law? I don't know, man. It's just, it's just something to think about. You know, it's just more and more you see how senseless religion can sometimes make people. You mm-hmm. know, like religion makes people do crazy shit. You know, like if you renamed, um. And this might be blasphemous. I don't know. Like, say, for example, just give a newspaper to an alien and and rename every religion, like, something else. Like, instead of... All under one name? No, no. Like, instead of Christians, call them, like, uh, major Bruce Springsteen fans or something like that. Okay. You know, like, any time that religion is used as an excuse to either, like, take life or uh, um, uh, what you call it, uh, defend heinous crimes or um be the kind of a weird moral yardstick when you make weird moral decisions you know like when you say it's for for religion or whatever yeah it's making less and less sense to me it's 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 very strange that yeah if you keep pulling on the string yeah i'm trying to choose i'm trying trying to choose my words very carefully because i I, yeah, I, we I don't believe, offend I believe, people. I believe you're an atheist. I, yes. Yeah, I I believe in that too. Wait, no, I am an atheist. Actual, <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's, yeah, I believe you're an atheist. I am a. I don't know what I am anymore. I grew up Christian, and I'm, I definitely still have. This is one of the things where you haven't reflected very, enough. I have on a very it deep really... respect for Christianity, and sure. I, have, I have a very deep respect for 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 the um the, sure. the Bible and the and the whole moral compass that it gives you. Not the biggest fan of you know uh, organized churches and the whole system there in place that kind of drives people into a weird shame spiral. Mm. Not super into that, but I love the religion. Teaches good things. Has nice little guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just more and more you see like be it be it the whole um 
thing on homosexuality, sure. be it actual violent crimes, be whatever. You just see religion being used as a defense more and more often, and people just going, "Oh, okay." Yeah. And it just it. And you can, use, I mean, you can substitute religion for a lot of things. To be fair, like you could say race, you could say a lot of people are fighting for their country, whatever it is. I just think it's tough. It's tough when you. You know what really annoys me mm. is that. Christianity, Islam, and Judaism are the fucking same thing. They're the same, yeah. they're the same thing. Very similar. They're the same thing. <laughs> they believe in the same God, yeah. most of the same saints, prophets, whatever. Yeah. The only variation is like one can eat pork, one can, one can, one, one wears this kind of hat, one wears that kind of hat. Like, fuck, you're all the same. Stop killing each other. Yeah. Stop fucking killling each other and doing shitty things to each other. You're yeah. the same. You're fucking the same. And if you're not the same, even if it's like, and, and the most, like, Buddhists don't. It's just fucking. You know, stop it. you know something that blew my mind. Um, uh, I read in a like this. I can't remember what it was. It was some kind of history article. Mm. Um, that a lot of historians and scientists they truly believe um, that a lot of the ancient kind of miracles that you hear about were hallucinations, <laughs> hallucinogenic, smoking that shit. Well, no, it was uh, psilocybin mushrooms uh, that yeah. grew in the wild very openly and legally back in the ancient times when, you know, there's no law against these things. Yep. And people would consume them and have these like out-of-body, otherworldly experiences and write about them. What if some of it was like a typo? Like Jesus walked in water? That's <laughs> so one letter difference, dude. Both vowels. I don't know. but um, They're right next to each other on the keyboard. I don't know. I don't want to question huh? all these things because who knows for sure. But um, I just find it dumb that it's that that these shaky foundations are being used to justify things that are great gravely yeah. on a human level immoral. Yeah, you know, uh, it just I mean, makes less and less sense to me. It's, it's hard for me to like because I also want to play. I also want to talk about the good aspects because I mean, religion it it it's, it's it provides community and a sense of morals and values. But I feel like these are all things you ought to be able to achieve without religion, with just a little bit more self reflection, a little bit more. No, okay, but careful thought. That's why I, I hesitate to like critique organized religion too much because what you said there—that's you know—that's the idealistic point of view yeah. that everyone can just be openly social yeah. and be together and you know be a community together. But you know, unfortunately, a lot of us humans are not the most social creatures. We still need to have some kind of institution or organization to kind of herd us in. Like the lost sheep in the Bible. My goodness. Anyway, but the same way how we, we like being institutionalized, be it in schools or like playgroups or whatever, we like to have like a nice a little, social Yeah, a nice bubble. Thing. Very few people can just, you know, I'm going to go on a solo trip to New York and make friends. I'm moving to Ireland. Yeah, or Ireland. You know, like, great if you can do that, but not a lot of people can. So, you know, that's why they have these organized um, places yeah. where people can be like-minded they grew up learning the same thing i get that and you have this sense of community you have the sense of like the similar practice the same moral compass and i get that i really appreciate that i love that it provides that for people i just don't completely agree that like sometimes you're raising kids with this um expectation almost that they have yeah. to live up to and for all intents and purposes they have no idea why well, they're just going to a thing every yeah, week yeah. that and is like, slowly molding them as a human being you know, they have thing, no control over. As soon as humans came out, as soon as we came out of that cave and started using tools, religion was inevitable. Yeah. As soon as the first men saw lightning in the sky and was and thought, what the fuck? And the first time that human beings saw one of their loved ones died and couldn't handle it, religion was inevitable. Yeah, people always need something to cope. 
but then science came around. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What does they say? Like uh, this kind of off topic, but they say that like who was it was a nice quote. I forgot who said. I feel like it was Neil deGrasse Tyson, but he's kind of an asshole now. But like the idea being like you can if you burned all the books, if yeah. you burned all of mankind's knowledge and history, yeah, everything. If you burned all the books. In a couple hundred years, thousand years, all the science books would come back. Yeah. Because that's what science is. It comes mm-hmm. back. But religion would be gone. They'll be different. They'll be gone. They'll be different. Science? No, no. Or the religions. religions. There'll be, be a whole... Yeah, it'll be like bizarro Christianity and bizarro that Muslim. Is yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, guys, this is a really deep topic. How it's the fuck age, we get into this? It's an age-old conflict and... Oh, news, right. Yeah. It's an age-old conflict and, don't, and we don't expect to be solving anything here today. Um, Not with that attitude. <laughs> Quitter. <laughs> it's... it's it's a bit of a it's a tough cookie yeah. to crack. And it all started from talking about blasphemy about Indonesia and yeah. in Ireland. But here, uh just so you don't think we're not completely um anti Asia pro Western, let's talk about the government of America a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I want to give up and talk about Trump because too many things happen and this podcast doesn't come out quick enough to really capture the essence. But here's something that's come out a couple weeks ago that I think is awesome. So a couple weeks ago, the Congress passed the uh, Health Care Act, right? Mm. Which basically removed Obamacare and replaced it with something awful. Yeah. There is a website now that will mail your ashes to the to the GOP if Trump Care kills you. <laughs> it's true. Washington, D.C. college student Zoe Salisbury has insurance today thanks to a priv- provision in the Affordable Care Act that allows children to stay on their parents' health care until the age of 26. She said she watched in horror Thursday. This is also, by the way, by Huffington Post. She said she watched in horror as the House Republicans passed an Obamacare repeal bill called the ACA, blah, 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 blah. So she set out to make the GOP politicians face the consequence of the vote, launching MailMeToTheGOP.com, a website with a pledge to send your ashes of your cremated body to a member of Congress should you die because of the Republican Health Care Act. Now, this is why the internet is awesome. <laughs> Pretty I mean, fucking okay. morbid. No, no. On one hand, it's you know it's funny, it's great, and all that. It's just it's it's all this demonizing of the other side that's not getting anything done. I feel you know, like it it just feels yeah. so adversarial these yes, days. Yes, yes, yes. I hear what you're saying, and yet there's no denying that this bill was passed yeah, on party yeah, yeah, yeah. lines. No, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. Like the way that this bill went through, it was. I mean, we. Uh, I'm sure if you followed the news, you'd see that it was everything that Paul Ryan was against with Obamacare. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it came out too quick. No one barely, like barely anybody yeah. understands it completely. It's the, Colbert did a brilliant thing where he had like young Paul yeah. Ryan speak to old Paul Ryan, yeah, yeah. and he like it's just dumb. Um, I don't know, but I I, I believe with I I don't know the intricacies of insurance and healthcare. Um, but I think the bottom line is if you're if you're on the verge of death, they're gonna save you. They're not gonna reject you. If like, if you get hit by a car in America, yes, they're not that's, gonna. That's not the issue. Yeah. The problem is that if you have a major um, sickness or injury yeah, and you yeah. don't have healthcare, that's it. You're bankrupt. Yeah, but I that's believe a problem. no, no. I, I I think they won't have the government healthcare. But that's the whole thing that they're trying to separate it into the states, right? Mm. So they're they're trying not they're trying to decentralize healthcare and that's the whole thing. That's they the whole make point. Pri- they want to privatize it. Yeah, that's the whole point of this thing. They want to decentralize it so that it can be managed properly, state by state. Not state every, by state, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Because every state has their own, you know, own kind of. Yeah, weird... I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot, and there's a lot that you can learn about this. But it's just just know that the ACA, the ACA is dumb. A H A the American Healthcare Act is stupid. Yeah, Obamacare wasn't perfect, but it was not bad. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, but I just like this idea that you can mail your fucking ashes. That's gangster. I would do that if yeah. I died because of I, that. I'm just becoming less and less of a fan of how adversarial like politics are getting these days. And I know it's difficult to combat because like the 
literally the president is just day by day pushing the boundaries of what is acceptable from like a public politician. But you know the thing is you're talking about bi- you're basically talking about bipartisanship, but it's like at the same time, it's kind of good. It's good that both ends of the spectrum have arguments, but you oh, no, have no, no. to be like logical. And no, you no, have to... that bipartisanship has existed for years and years and years and years. It's and a good thing. It's a good. It's a good. The opposite is totalitarianism, which is not good. I guess what I'm I'm not enjoying is how adversarial it's getting because of the internet, because everyone lives in their own bubble, and because everyone can hide behind that bubble and yell at the other side, and all they see is the things from their side. That like when you see these videos, you look at the comments, and they're just the most hateful things ever, and it's. Um, I believe they took a survey. They took a survey in the U.S. Um, of a pretty big age range of people, and they said, "Like, would you, um, if I gave you twenty bucks, would you listen to the other side, try to explain, you know, mm-hmm. basically the side of the story?" And I think the stat was like seventy-four percent of people said no. Seventy-four percent of people were so closed off that they weren't going to take twenty bucks just listen to the other side, even entertain that because it's so highly adversarial now because it just feels like this red versus blue battle almost, sure. and it's so toxic for it's a country. Weird, but it's and it's weird that this is happening everywhere. Like yeah. this, like basically, like not everyone has liberal and Democrats, but everyone's conservative and progressive, and yeah, it's yeah. happening in the UK. Yeah. Uh, it's happening in France and luckily uh, Marine Le Pen got her ass kicked in the election mm-hmm. the French election so that's good yeah. but yeah it's crazy uh, I want to end on a slightly lighter note um, and I feel like this encapsulates a lot of what we've talked about today Instagram uh, social media and like whatever whatever uh, Nathan did you hear about Bow Wow <laughs> <laughs> yes I did he... the hashtag Bow Wow challenge oh, God. explain this to the people John okay so <laughs> like, I love this by the way this so is my funny. favorite internet trend of the week because I, I I managed to capture it from in the in its infancy oh yeah and then when I it was just very funny because I saw the photo first okay so let's hear so here, well, basically what happened it. was that uh, Shad Moss aka Bow Wow aka Little Bow Wow um, he ain't he, little anymore he ain't little anymore He's pretty lame, though. He posted a photo of him with the caption that said, Travel Day, NYC press run for growing up hip-hop. Let's go. Basically promoting his show. Yeah. And, and the picture f- is of a yeah. limit, like a, a Mercedes-Benz sedan yeah. pulling up to a fucking G7 that he's jet. clearly about to get on and fly off to New York. Mm-hmm. Except that he was spotted on a commercial plane in economy and someone took his photo. Yeah. Also, a kicker, someone found out that that photo was from a limousine um, rental website. Yeah. That photo that he took of the private jet. a stock image. It was from a stock image from a website. And he just put a filter on it. Yeah. So Pretty much. tell us about the, what is it called? It's the hashtag again? Hashtag Bow Wow Challenge. Okay, so I saw the photo in the beginning, I think from one of those like um, meme accounts. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious that he got caught in the act. And then like the, the night of, I looked through Twitter and I see this thing, hashtag Bow Wow Challenge. And then like I immediately caught on to what was happening. People are so clever. <laughs> I immediately caught on to what was happening. So basically, the hashtag Bow Wow Challenge is um, to, uh, I guess... Lie. Yeah. To, 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 to give an expectation and then to immediately debunk it. Yeah. So like, for example, there's uh, images here of like, uh, this caption says, blessed my new ride at the car wash. And it's like a Range Rover. And then that's one half of the image. The other half of the image is him cleaning a toy Range Rover in a in a bathroom <laughs> with <Yeah>. a faucet. <laughs> and then um, the classic one is, of course, you put two fingers in front of your camera at a swimming pool and then you pretend that they're your, your legs. legs and then you go like, oh, having such a nice little pool day and then you're just taking pictures of like your finger stumps. And but then, you're still at the pool? Well, no, it's like one of those things where like um, 
Oh, no, 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 sorry. <laughs> with your desktop background. Ah, your yeah, Your desktop yeah, yeah, background yeah. of the beach, and then you just put your two fingers there and take a photo. That's funny. Um, the other one that I saw was, um, uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to get turned up tonight. And it's like this whole gigantic, like, line of liquor bottles. Yeah. And then he zooms out, and it's like the tiny little, like, it's hotel. Right hotel <laughs> ones. <yeah. laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I love the Bow Wow Oh, challenge. poor Bow Wow. I feel bad for him, though. <laughs> poor guy. No, but I mean... Don't fucking to, lie, though, bro. To be fair... He was pro- he's promoting a new TV show coming out. You know he's going to get ratings. Yeah, but... Yeah. He's going to get the highest ratings. The highest. Also, ever. fuck. How's the every week there's an airplane news? What's up with that? What? There's always airplane news. What's airplane news? Someone being kicked off. Someone having a fight. Oh, right, right, right. No, I feel like Airline we're just news, seeing it say. more. I feel like we're just yeah, seeing maybe. it more. Confirmation bias. We're, we're just seeing it more because there are more phone cameras. Um, Fair. But it's... It's it's definitely not an Asian thing. Mm-mm. I feel like you like Asians are the least confrontational race ever. Mm-hmm. You will never see an Asian like really throw down on a plane unless they're highly inebriated. Yeah, yeah. But I remember seeing a few like there was the ones with like the two guys fighting on the plane, and then like at the end of it, the, the guy yells America. <laughs> and I was like, that's just wasn't cliched enough. That's just great. That know? is great. You know what was great? This podcast was great. Yeah. That was a good segue. Then you fucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Thanks for catching up. I hope you got your um, weekly source of irrelevant news and... Some of it was relevant. Not so useful information and trivia. Um, But yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Um, And blasphemy. And blasphemy. Oh gosh, yeah, we did talk about religion for a bit, didn't we? Yeah. I always... My my, my asshole clenches a little bit every time we we thread that territory on this show. Mm. But anyway, we hope your assholes are clenched with us. And for now, you can unclench, breathe out, and relax. Thanks for the hang. It's been great, guys. See you next week. I mean, thanks... Said that in the wrong order. Thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. Alright, is that the right order? That's the right order. Okay, good. Wait, fuck, we fucked. Oh, never mind. I love my tits being out. It's like one of my things, I guess. Oh.